everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Scoop with Cindy and Coop. I'm your girl, Cindy. And I'm your girl, Candace. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, where you at, girl? Where you at? Come on, wake <laughs> up. Wake it up. I'm here, here. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Candace, how have you been this week? How has your week been progressing? You know, there's some starts of your day where you're just like, I'm going to really rock it out. I'm going to drink my green juice. You know, I'm going to drink my water all day. I'm going to eat a salad for lunch. And then there's other days in quarantine where I'm like, oh, the day just shifts to ordering Domino's. I might eat the entire medium hand, handmade pan, only get handmade pan, period. And I might eat the whole thing. And that's just, I'll drink the wine and the beer. So, yeah. But that's okay. Quarantine, it's okay. You got to give yourself that grace, you know? Yeah. Sometimes I don't want to get out of bed. And all I want to do is watch TV. Literally, don't do anything that requires me thinking, <laughs> anything that requires me to talk too much. I will probably ignore a few calls just so I don't have to speak. Like, fun fact, oh, I'm, more, yeah. I'm more of a text person. Like, I don't really like to be on my phone 24-7 texting, but unless I'm really close with you or just really need to have a conversation with you, I don't want to talk on the phone. <laughs> Yet, I will always answer the phone for my friends. No matter how irritated I am. That's nice. See, I don't really don't like calls for my boss. Everyone else I'm cool with, but like my boss calls me, I'm just like, so I hope, she, you I hope out, girl. she or he doesn't watch this. And even if she does, she already knows I don't like to be on the phone with her. She don't like to be on the phone. You know what? It's funny. We follow each other on Twitter and she'd be sub like tweeting about the work and stuff. And so it's funny when she's like, God, I hate being on the phone. I'm such an introvert. How do you introvert survive? And I'm like, well, we can make this a text conversation. She's like, sometimes phone calls are just easier to communicate. I'm like, but I feel like you don't like it either. So, you know. Send it in an email. Send it in an email. <laughs> like, all right. Lost in translation. I speak English, unlike a lot of people that I work with, which is fine. Like, we're all trying to be culturally diverse, and it's great. But there is, you know, that communication factor. So you just learn patience. You definitely learn patience. I work in DC with a DC corporation, so it's like everyone a big old nice melting pot, but it does cause for sometimes phone calls over emails. I feel it. I feel it. Well, yeah. this is always one of my favorite parts of the week, recording Absolutely. with you. It's really like a chit chat session. We always do our little catch ups beforehand and then yeah. get to the stuff. So now, yes. get into the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> get to the money. All right. Okay. So there's what three to four hot topics that we're just going to kick on. And you know, we're going to give our little one, two, tea. And we're going to go by our day because that's what we have to do. So, Cindy, I feel like I'll kick it off. Okay. okay. I'll kick it okay. off and then I'll let you go in. All right. So, there's this little hot topic on Twitter, right? And the Sports Illustrated came out with some awards. And a lot of people were upset about the Sport Person of the Year Award because there was, okay, let me put it like this. There was representation, you know, from a lot of angles. But there was lack of for a lot of women in the WNBA. And that just caused a stir you know, with a lot of people who feel like the WBA has not gotten the love and support necessary, especially for a year like this, when you've had women who have opted out, you had, uh, what's her name, Natasha, is it the, Natasha? Mm -hmm. Natasha Cloud, yes. Okay, Natasha Cloud, okay, cool. And then we also had Renee Montgomery, and she decided to opt out as well. And you had Maya Moore, who's taken, what, two seasons off now to try and get someone out of prison in one of those things. So you had a lot of pioneers in the game, and they and were they, not recognized. Yes. And they, Yes. So it was a lot of people who were not recognized. So those are the things that 
we feel as though people are trying to listen and learn. However, when it comes to award season and when it comes to recognizing or promoting people for jobs and positions, that's not necessarily reflective, you know, what we're seeing on the end result, I would say. So a lot of stirring up the pot <laughs> happened. Yeah, okay. Week. And I want to know, yeah, I want to know from you first, how did you feel with everyone kind of getting flustered and upset about the situation? So, okay, first I'm gonna say, I, like you said, there was representation with the whole overall class um, of, you know, the ones that were awarded at Sports Person of the Year, Activist Athlete of the Year. Um, mm -hmm. I have like two bones to pick. So mm -hmm. it's not only the WNBA, but the NBA a little bit too. Um, shout out to Naomi Osaka for getting recognized because I yeah. think that was very important. She was like a pioneer in tennis. I won't say fine, but like, you know, she did a lot this year where it was like, I'm speaking out after every game and all of that had her mask with a new name on it. Um, Patrick Mahomes was rewarded. Um, so LeBron, mm -hmm. I'm gonna touch on him a little bit first because, but shortly, not gonna go long winded with it. Um, we're very aware of LeBron's presence in the NBA, um, in the world, honestly, at this point, I feel like it's an easy go too often to give him awards. But to me, he's, he's always doing stuff. He's not the only one doing stuff. And I kind of mm -hmm. think that this year, there were some that might have warranted a little more attention or a little more, um, I guess, respect in the sense of like, you know, they could have been considered for the work. Kyrie Irving being one of them, um, mm -hmm. as someone who chose to sit out the rest of the um, NBA season, as well as pay the salaries of the WNBA women who decided to sit out. And I think that's huge because those women sat out for a reason, the same reason that he was willing to sit out because he felt like it was taking, bringing back sports was taking away the attention from the conversation at, at hand. So yeah. never knocking anything LeBron does because he's a great activist, great community person, he does so much. But I do think we miss the ball by not highlighting people who are also doing great things um, and bringing to attention that it's not only him moving in the community, especially considering a lot of things get done without people knowing. You know, a lot of things in the community happen um, without a big announcement because people don't, aren't looking for the praise, they're looking for, you know, just a feel-good moment to do something nice for other people. Uh, but I do think they still deserve the recognition when you know it's happening. So I would have liked to see that. And then WNBA-wise, I don't want to take away um, anything Brianna Stewart has done. Um, she's a great player. You know, this was kind of like her year to shine in the WNBA. But this was a miss the ball moment for sure. The names you mentioned are the names that should have been considered for this. Uh, Meyer Moore would have been an easy option. Easy option. Like, that was a story of the year, I feel like, with everything going on as far as activism goes. Um, sure. Natasha Cloud, another easy option. Cheney, she's very involved in sports all around as a media person and athlete. So she's definitely been getting her voice out there. It just was lazy and easy to choose Brianna. And then it just adds to the narrative that, that Black women feel like all their contributions are constantly erased. Everything. Do you feel like she was chosen because she won a championship in a bubble during a year that was so wild and crazy? I do think it was like I said, her year, you know, it was easy to put her as a stamp of a face for the WNBA. And I don't think that's necessarily fair. 
skill-wise, sure, give her all those accolades, right? Because she earned those. She did what she did. Her team earned it, all of that. But when it comes to activism, and I'm not saying she didn't do anything, like, you know what I mean? But there's just so many more options as we're talking about Black women, Black men being able to get the recognition they deserve. It goes beyond, like... Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask, though, I have not seen personally her do stuff and I'm, that's not a knock. It's just like genuinely, I don't know that I've seen her be like a vocal standpoint of like, hey, right. we're not playing this game tonight. Like I'd rather, I think I've seen that more from Sue Bird, you know, yeah. her teammate on the Seattle Storm. So I was just curious if you actually had seen her do anything. Like not good or bad or whatever. I just, you know, I haven't seen that. So I don't want to be like, say, no, I haven't. And then just knowing that I haven't even really looked into if she did or not. And I, sure that that may be something that we should have probably did, like see like what what was the reason why she was more, you know, awarded this. But that alone kind of shows that maybe she wasn't the first choice, right? Because we we can off top say what these other women have done and it's very out there. And again, like I said, people do things that aren't necessarily public for the community to see. But the outrage kind of shows that maybe, you know, she wasn't doing the most or whatever the case may be, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, the people that are doing stuff without looking for the recognition are doing it always for the right reasons, like, I'm not saying the people who are getting the praise or are making, you know, a spectacle out of it or not, but I feel like awards always have that feeling of, we talk about Grammys, and, you know, we talk about Academy Awards and who got snubbed all the time, and I think that at the end of the day, you can't hold yourself to a certain standard of like if I didn't win an award that means I'm not affecting change like so many of these young women are doing such big things and I hope that doesn't deter them from trying to continue to do good work just because you know Sports Illustrated didn't recognize it like your work is important and the right people see it and the right people recognize and understand it like yes we all want flowers we all want our work to not be in vain but I think that is like the point of continuing to do the good work continuing to know that the letters you get from the young women who are going to play the WNBA one day because they saw you or the women who are going to aspire to be lawyers or working uh, as social workers because they know and they've seen someone at your level do those kind of things. I think that's the reward. I think that's the bigger picture. And I hope that's what they take from it because I'm honored to work with women like that, right? Like I'm honored to stand beside women who want to have effective change regardless of if people like, you know, top tier organizations recognize it. I will say I I 100% agree with you, but I also think that is always the the road Black women and Black people in general have to take. Yeah. It's always the, well, I'm doing it for the better. You have to find the, you know, the high road to the situation and like, oh, mm-hmm. well, that's not the reason I did it, so it, it doesn't really matter. But in reality, like, you would like that recognition at times, you know what I mean? And it's not that you're looking for it. It's not that you feel like that's the reason why you're doing anything, but it's like, it's discouraging to see how easily um, someone else can get awarded something and and you put in more of the work, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I think it's all- I mean, but that's life, right? That's life, like. (laughs) I think it's all relative at the end of the day. Again, like we said, we don't know what Brianna's been doing. We really don't. We don't know the money she's been donating. We don't know the time she's been putting in. And so I'm not trying to take away from her accomplishments. Uh-huh. You know? I'm right. not trying to make it a Brianna thing. I think it's just a system thing, 
right? It's an yeah. organizational, it's a, it's a machine that needs to recognize that they cannot just be performative. You cannot just say, we're listening, we're learning. I'm tired of the commercials. I'm tired of the branding, right? Like I don't need to see another Black Lives Matter sticker on somebody's shirt or t-shirt that's not gonna actually affect change. So that's where I'm at with all of it. Cause it's cool to wear equality on the back of your jersey, but are you actually going to put the proper things in order for things to be equal. I don't think they'll ever be equal because we have a 400 here start from some others. But I want people to be better about recognizing privilege and responding accordingly. So I think that's still something that a lot of people don't do well from a lot of different yeah. aspects. Yeah. yeah. So while we're on the topic of Black people and, you know, recognizing and all of that stuff, we're both members of Black media where we've done stuff in media, whatever the case may be, and we work in sports, covering sports. So I don't know about you or your experience, but I have seen how um, Black media members may not always be the first go-to for certain athletes or stories or whatever the case may be, right? Um, Sydney Colson, WNBA player, said she recently tweeted this, and I feel like it resonated with a lot of journalists um, around the world because I feel like a lot of people tweeted it, retweeted it, shared it, um, and you could tell that it, like, meant a lot, you know? So I'm going to read this. I'm going to post it up here too, but I'm reading. Black athletes, I'm not saying you have to honor all media requests, but start showing some love to Black journalists. If you don't see any, then ask why. Okay, bye. <laughs> love the K-bye, right? Like, let me, I'm, just, I'm just dropping here, just leaving this for you guys to, you know, little nugget. Um, and I will say that I 100% agree with her as far as you don't have to honor all uh, media requests. And I think this is kind of... I don't know if this is on the heels of Kyrie's, you know, statement release where he didn't want to speak to media. He's like, instead, I'm just giving this note, which I still wasn't mad at either because, you know, we know media can be tricky. Um, yeah. But the statement of if you don't see any Black journalists ask why, that one I think was probably more like, yeah, I'm going to need y'all to like start speaking up more. You know what I mean? Um, what were your thoughts when you saw that tweet? I feel like the first part of the tweet was really good in terms of honoring media requests. I think it's so important to recognize the fact that there aren't people in the room that look at, like us often, right? We see a lot of Radio Row is very unmelanated. <laughs> it's really tough to try and get in the door, period, but being taken seriously. And if we had players who were like, you know what, I'm going to ensure that I speak to every Black person in this room, or I'm going to make sure that their question gets answered first, or, you know, I'm going to look to them, like give them the eye, like, hey, speak up, give them that confidence. I think that would go a long way. And not just in the sense of like, oh, it's funny when a little kid or, you know, something like that, where it's like, oh, well, one off. Like, how about we genuinely try and give better efforts for Black media? But I also remember when I was at uh, in a, in a, what is it called? NABA. NBA All-Star Week. No, oh. NBA All-Star Weekend. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and my NBA All-Star Weekend, and there was the basketball wives, they had a, a luncheon, and Gabrielle Union was one of the speakers as well as like Lala, and they came to speak. <clears throat> and Gabrielle made a point to say to the handler who was trying to like usher her in and like get her in up to the elevator, she's like, no, I'm going to speak to every single woman who has a question here. 
And I felt like that was just so different than what I've seen, you know, with celebrities. Like, everyone wasn't like that <laughs> that came to that luncheon. You know, everyone wasn't willing to talk to the local girl or someone who wasn't a mainstream ESPN or big-time name. And I felt like that was so important and necessary. And, like, I wish that would carry on to so many other stars. So if you just took the five minutes, like, that you might have the question, us being media, that something nobody else is going to ask because they don't even think to do that kind of research or that, that kind of prep. Like, hey, your mom likes – uh, sweet potato pie, some certain people ain't gonna know that, right? <laughs> they're, they're not gonna know what to put in their greens. They're like those kind of conversations, but oh, hey, I hear you're from a certain part of where I'm from, and you know, a certain hood XYZ. So I think it's just important to have that relation, relational kind of, I don't know, bond, because we need to have more people who are willing to talk to us. That's, that, that's the first step. If you had LeBron James having the shop, and he decided, I'm only going to have black girls come up and interview or black, you know, young black men kick it with me, talk shop, besides just celebrities. I'm like, I'm just like regular media people. Like, hey, you want to know more intimate details of my life? That would be great. But it sadly doesn't happen. And I don't, I really don't know why. Do you? Um, no, I, I don't have an answer for why. <laughs> I wish I did. But I also think like, again, this is not to exclude like, members of other ethnicities whatever the case may be yeah. it's just more so like we would like opportunities as well but yeah. um i do think that what she said as far as um pointing out to black athletes is that you know you got to remember how much power you have and that goes yeah. for telling your PR person, like, I want to speak to this person or this small town local person who's trying to reach out. Granted, I know you don't always want to. And like she said, you don't always have to honor media requests. I yeah. get it. It's not always the easiest part of the job. It's not always a fun part of the job. You know, yeah. media can be annoying or media can be agitating to deal with if they're not asking questions you want to, you know, answer at the time or feel compelled to answer at the time. But um, in your general job, you know, that is a part of it. And so when it comes to speaking to media, like it would be nice to see more of the effort go on beyond, like beyond, you know, okay, well, I'm just here. I don't care. Well, I will say also, yeah, black people, if you are given the opportunity and you are in a room ready to shine, be prepared because that might be the one story that one spark. I have a lot of friends who went viral off of conversations they've had. I remember the whole thing about Magic Johnson when he said he's basically essentially not coming back. That was literally one of my local friends who has a blog um, and what is it called? Website for covering sports. And she's just, you know, one of us, right? She's not some big time media platform. And yet she was able to pull a clip that went viral and had millions of views within hours. So it's like, you just never know when your opportunity is going to be. So always be prepared and ready to go for it because at the end of the day, you do this for a reason, right? Just because you don't see you in the room doesn't mean you're not supposed to be there. And I think that's a lot of times what we get flustered by because we're like, I've never seen it. So I feel like that doesn't exist. And I wish we have more opportunities and more doors because that's why imposter syndrome is, runs very deep. I know for me too. Question. So the second part that yes. you mentioned was if you don't see any black media members in the room, ask why. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts about that? Do you feel like if players were to ask PR, like, because I know a lot of people are, a lot of, you know, reporters, whatever, are local that are coming to the scrums on a daily basis, right? I know when I, I will say when I worked for, a, you know, teams, like it was, me and uh, one or two others, you know, depending on which sport we were covering, blah, blah, blah. Um, 
do you think if a player were to like be more upfront with PR, like, or even as far as like when it comes to having team reporters and stuff, if they were to be like, why don't we have more representation supporting our organization? Do you think that would make a difference? Well, I think there's a bigger issue in terms of our industry. And it's hard for us to even be at the scrum roles, the local roles, because they don't pay well. So we're put in a position where a lot of people who don't look like us are afforded the opportunities because they can have somebody helping them while they're making minimum wage and XYZ. So I think there's a larger question of, can we have something in place? Can we have the LeBrons of the world starting these media academies? Or, you know, his with Rich Paul and those kind of things, I'm building his foundation. Like, can we have some outlets for these young up and coming journalists who are really trying to get their shot, you know, be in a situation where they can and be in the room and have those conversations. So I think it's just, it goes beyond just asking why is it not, but also, I mean, you could, you know, turn everything on its head and ask an organization, hey, why do you not have a more diverse talent pool? I don't know how far it will go. I think it depends on the stardom. You know, I think LeBron can ask that question. I don't think, you know, a Gerald Green from Houston Rockets can ask that, unfortunately. And he's a hometown hero and like he's a hometown legend, but it doesn't hit the same. However, I do think the ones who are at not necessarily LeBron level, but maybe someone who's not like a superstar maybe a kelly Oubre. is that do you think he's a superstar enough ish uh, <laughs> he can never get established enough long enough on a team mm-hmm. like they be bouncing him around so i don't know if like his voice is going to carry not because he's not a star but because yeah. like his presence on a team you know you're waiting to get that veteran presence somewhere and like let people really get to know you and stuff it's like dang I'm, I'm moving to the next city so i think that's more of an issue with him not necessarily like so maybe like a John Wall, because he's not, is he LeBron? He's not LeBron level, right, of like fame Ooh. and stardom. John Wall. Oh, well, yeah, but he, he's, a, he's a big enough name to where like. He can ask those questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm trying to figure. I'm just trying to think and throw out names of who could ask those questions. I mean, technically, I feel like people could ask the mm-hmm. level of how much I'm going to actually pay attention to you asking mm-hmm. me is probably more so the issue. Because I yeah. do think that players are players at the end of the day you know they're still the stars of teams or especially basketball because it's only so many people on a team um football now them the ones everybody can't just ask like that's all a different story there <laughs> if you're not a starter bro <laughs> like even then you might be like <laughs> like lamar jackson can ask robert griffin the third cannot dang are we go, you gonna say you're he was once a star. He was once a well, star. He, he, well, he tried during that Ravens uh, Steelers game. He was trying to get his old self back. We're going back to last week, huh? <laughs> my poor guy, my poor guy. But I don't even want to talk football today because I'm all about the NBA and I'm feeling the rules. Well, so we actually see. are, but we are gonna talk football though. <laughs> are we? Oh yeah, we are at the end. Dang. Well, like it's not really football, but it's not really football. Well, like now, <laughs> you might as well go ahead and dive in there now. Yeah. All right. So since we're talking about Ravens, did you watch the Ravens and the Cowboys game on Tuesday? I and did. Warm ups that went down. It must the warm ups of all warm ups. I ain't never seen a warm up be so spicy in my life. But I didn't watch the warm up as much. I didn't watch the warm up as much as I watched the drama on Twitter. Into, so. well, that's what I'm saying. It was a spicy warm up because after warm ups, apparently Des Bryant tweeted out that he's like, "Oh my gosh, WTF? I have COVID." 
Nobody told me. So he barely got through his warm-ups and apparently had to go get retested and it came back positive. So the first time it was inconclusive. We had to get retested. And then the second time it came back positive. So it could be a false positive. We still don't know yet. However, it was his first game back against the Cowboys. Of course, you know, his former team he was trying to get revenge on them, all that good stuff. And yet he did not get to perform. And he took very much to heart the fact that he did not get to participate. <laughs> he was a little disheveled um, on his Twitter feed. Decided he was going to drink some wine and just air it all out, air it all out. And then he even said it went as far as saying he was done with it for the season. He was like, I, so I, I had every intentions of joining him with the wine when he was like, you know, if you, I, I had the intentions of doing so, but then Why I was didn't like, you? I, I was driving back and forth through from my mom's house, and so because I'm visiting family now this week, mm-hmm. and so I just didn't get a, I just couldn't get a bottle. It just didn't work out that way. A little disappointing. Right, don't, drink a, don't drink and drive, kids. <laughs> right. I wanted to sit back and, you know, engage in the conversation a little bit, or at least watch the conversation happen. But um, first, I need to understand how this man warmed up, hugged some players from the former team. There was pictures of it that got, a tweet got deleted. Um, Did his full warm up, was in the locker room with these players. Mm-hmm. And yet, y'all didn't think to scratch the game, claiming that everyone else had tested negative. So, at this point, you didn't think that if his if he is truly positive, that he may have can like you know pass it along to a few other people at this point, and then you're no. gonna allow those people to play in a game together to possibly pass it along to other people as well. Cindy, Cindy, you didn't know that COVID only lasts for 24 hours, so they can't possibly get positive tests during our contact tracing within, I don't know, an hour before game. That doesn't happen. COVID takes a break. You didn't know that? So then, oh. here goes the other side. <laughs> Jerry Jones. Okay. Who paid off who to get Des Bryant not to play in this game? You know it was Jerry. <laughs> you know it was Jerry. Jerry said, forget this. I'm not playing with y'all. I don't even want to deal with him getting a touchdown in our faces. He might be throwing the X up and it would just be too much. I just, yeah, let me just go ahead and slide this hundred. If that truly was the case, like say we knew that for a fact, how petty are you to do to go that far? I know you got money, so it's really not an issue. Money's not an issue, but how petty? Do you have to? Be? I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, it you're done scary. with the drama. You're you're done with the drama from Des. You don't want to deal with anything else. You don't want to have him tweet out like post game like, "See, I told you guys you should have kept me." Blah blah. Let's just avoid all that. But that's, that's like, regardless, he see that's the thing. That's not fair because I mean, the the man was given another chance. Y'all didn't found another way to shut him <laughs> okay, down. Okay, okay, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let's talk about this other chance that he was given because he was just on the practice squad, right? Got signed. And then he said, I'm done for the season. Forget all this. Now, I was even done too. Forget y'all. Oh. No, forget y'all. No, okay. forget y'all. How you going to shut me down like that? And it's not even legit. You should have shut the whole game down. We should have rescheduled. Like, we, 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 we needed to have rescheduled. I would have been like, how am I going to, if I'm, if I have it, then everybody's having it now because I didn't hug so-and-so. I would have started naming it. So what are we doing? If What's he up? was a gangster, if he was a gangster, he should have said who he was in contact with. I mean, he there was, he there there was pictures of it. People know. People know that he was in college. But I'm talking about on his team and on the Cowboys. He should drop names. So you dropping names? 
Oh, I mean, if, if you just sat here and said it, but I'm not going to play. I think he was doing too much when he started tweeting about how he's done for the season. I'm like, Negro, you just cried about not being, give me a shot, please give me a chance. Okay, you reality is that, like, it, it is dramatic, but it, I also, I'm not 100% against it either because, I mean, this season is kind of, like, trash anyways, if we're being honest. Like, well, like it is. I just, after all of that, you're so quick to quit. After all of, like, you've done so much. You've done so much to get your body back. Like, yes, okay, you had a bad night. Just take the L. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's okay. I mean, I don't feel Drink, the, like drink the wine. I don't feel like his return was anything about, like, oh, I need some money. His return was all for, like, no, proving that's what I'm doing, saying. right? But then exactly. if, someone's you, if someone's always going to make an issue for you, like, he'd be over it, too. One game, he'd be all right. He's still going to get his game check regardless, so he'd be okay. I wouldn't be mad. I mean, well, I wonder, again, do they get their game checks if they have COVID? I'm, I'm curious. I, I forgot. There's so many rules with that now. Like, it has <laughs> No, seriously, like, they implemented so many rules about, like, if you're sitting out, if this is this, this happened. And I don't know the rules about if you end up, because, like, mind you, IR is different from uh, COVID reserve list. So I don't know if they designated that if you're on the COVID reserve list, you will not get paid or but not. Can, can you designate it 20 minutes before? 20 minutes before? Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> apparently. Okay. You know? Speaking of rules and changing, OMG. Can we talk, finally talk about the NBA? Because I'm ready to talk about that. There's some wild ass rules happening in the NBA oh, when we come yeah. to this season. Honestly. Oh, okay. First off, wait, wait, wait. No, first no, off. no, no, no. First You've off. seen college basketball. You've seen how college basketball is going, which means it's not. Um, there's There were 40 teams today, 40 teams tweeted out today that were in COVID protocol, not practicing, shutting everything down. 40. Now the NBA is going to try to have a season three days before Christmas. Oh, okay. Cool. I, I just want to know. I, I just want to know how they plan on making sure that all these players follow these rules. Can you pull up the rules? Like, do you have them on hand? Go find them rules. Find them rules. Find them. Find them. Find them rules. Okay. So we got the road woes rules. Let's say that three times fast. Good God. Oh, woes rules. Yeah, that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> you only did it. <laughs> Well, I mean, I heard it in the struggle. Like, I didn't need to try more than one. I, I, I caught it immediately. I am aware of my limitations. <laughs> All right, so rules rule number one. The NBA shared an additional health and safety guideline with teams, this time 158 pages, allowing for team player dining at approved restaurants on trips, outdoor dining, and indoor restaurants, fully privatized space. So you'd only eat during team trips unless it's, you know, closed, isolation, cool. At home, players and staff have to enter bars, lounges, or clubs, live entertainment gaming venues with limited exceptions, public gyms, spas, pools, areas, or large indoor social gatherings, 15 or more people. All right, so whatever we saw James doing the other day, he can't do. And now we know that he has to take six COVID tests before he can rejoin the team. And he has to test negative six times. Traveling amid the pandemic is a great challenge for teams in this season. NBA and NBA PA are searching for ways to allow freedom, but also limit exposure to the virus. Teams will be notified of vetting process for the different restaurants. NBA will provide twice a week testing for household members of players and staff. League is encouraging that to enhance their protection throughout the season. So all your cousins, all your homies, all your girlfriends, wives, babies, they got to get tested. 
Wait, what? What? Why are you asking me? Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to get tested in order to. That's pretty much the gist of it. In order to be a part of the whole thing. So the whole clubs, oh. lounges, and bars thing. So basically, when you're at home and you're not playing, you can't do nothing but look at your walls, four walls. So that's cool for guys who are like established in the league and have homes and have you know all their gaming systems, cool, cool, cool. But for the guys who are just starting out, who are probably living like in apartments or, you know, they're trying to see their new city. It's not really going to be a go for y'all. Not Can I just ask, how does the NBA plan on monitoring all of this? Hmm, I feel like they had the hotline in the bubble, you know, where people were That snitching. was all, that, was, that had everybody all in one space. No, I'm saying that the snitch line is going to get bigger. So I think it's going to be kind of like, if you see, if you see a seven that person foot tall, <laughs> you see the seven foot tall Negro outside. Oh, but you know it's it's easier for a football player to hide in plain sight because if you think about games, they wear helmets. You don't necessarily know who they are. But basketball players, you're pretty much. I'm gonna see yeah, Steph Curry in the kitchen. I, you know. Yeah, I get it. They're super tall. They stand out, but still. Oh, yeah. You can't hide nothing. And then you think about the first girl who's mad about something that goes on. She's immediately going to be like, so, you know where Ronnie was? Why it's got to always be a woman? Why you got to put that on the women? Because I don't see too many homies just getting mad and doing that. That's just not my spirit. That's I don't see that. <laughs> um, no, but I, I understand the precautions they're trying to take to make sure that they have a successful season, trying to emulate what they did, you know, bring in the bubble, but just on a wider scale, I guess. I don't know. Why I don't do they think have an east-west bubble? That would have been smart. It really would have. Even even if you must, cut the west into two, cut the east into two, and, like, had smaller regional bubbles, and then whatever you have to do, you know, if you want them to cross bubbles, then that could be a trip or whatever, right? That would have been smart. But I guess it's a longer time because, mind you, the bubble this time was just a continuation of the rest of the – season they have left versus the full season so I think that might be come into play um end of the day I don't think it's going to work just like the football NFL didn't work really I know people are going to say it because we're, we're nearing Super Bowl we're, you know we're nearing playoffs whatever and it's still going on but like look how many negative and positive tests we've had look how many injuries came of that now granted basketball had less of a break so and I mean I feel like they kept in shape and you know we're still active so the injury part might not be as big of an issue, but we're going to see some COVID. T- we're going to see some positive tests. We know that. Well, here's the problem. So in football, you have what, a night, a 53-man roster plus your practice squad folks. That's easier to throw somebody in the fire, right? Four people go down on a basketball squad. That's a rap league, dog. They calling <laughs> up the G League. They can't. They, I feel like they they need to figure out the logistical and legal legalities. Well, I, I, of, I definitely think part of that will be the same way the NFL was able to extend their roster this year. I believe that basketball we will get to that point if they don't start off the season like that. I think and that's how people are going to get hurt too because you're going to get your ankles broke by someone who's a ten time All Star versus somebody who's a G League or like a that, you know, pro that's G the ego. That's the ego thing more than an actual injury. I mean, either way it goes. <laughs> like I, I say, just, I, I, I have no faith in these leagues and their actions. Like, the bubble actually worked, and I was happily surprised for their sake. But this situation, nah, bro. 
So are you disappointed that Adam did not try the bubble yet for another time after knowing that it worked? Yeah, I'm disappointed in him not trying to, like you said, evolve it in a way, make smaller ones, figure out how to, yeah, I am. Cause you have the resources and money to do so. I don't care what you say, so. But I'm also thinking from a revenue standpoint for teams and trying to get a group of fans to come watch games. Okay, and that that's a whole other thing. That's a whole other thing. All right, like, has that been announced yet? If they're going to try to do fans, because I know the, I think, I want to say I've heard multiple teams already say they're not having fans. So, mm. at least starting off, I don't know about moving forward throughout the season, but I've already heard multiple teams say that they will not be having fans at their games. So, what is that an issue of? Like, you make good points, Cinderella. You make good points. Don't be telling people my nickname. <laughs> Honestly, though, at the end of the day, we know it's a hot mess, and we're going to fake like it's not, and we're going to fake like it's not wintertime, and half these cities who are already experiencing snow and high volumes of flu and high volumes of sickness just from what we already have out here in this world, then you want to add on top of that COVID, and I just, I feel for people like Carl Anthony Towns, who are trying to just get through this season. I don't even know, I could not even, you know, I would opt out. I'm like, I have six people passed away in my family let alone everyone in this world is dealing with that seven excuse me i can't even imagine or fathom so trying to fake like this is going to work and this is a great idea i don't know how he's you know soldiering on i really don't i think to have someone as um important as cat in your league like he's a top player um in the league for sure for you to see what he's gone through and for you to still kind of be somewhat callous about how you Mm -hmm. go about planning this season mm, it's tough like I understand the there's, yeah it's tough I understand there's bigger parts to the overall picture I understand it's a business and I know things have to move but we're just missing it it's just not it's not a connection that I'm feeling right now humanity it's, humanity is missing yeah, yeah yeah and just saying my condolences are with the family and saying we're praying for you like that's not enough but You're I also think really that I don't want, yeah, I don't want them to make him the poster child of this because that's at not all. okay. Right. <laughs> I will all. not be okay. Not unless, right. that, not unless that's what he wants to do. If he wants sure. to speak out and be in the forefront of that, yeah, sure. But I agree. I don't think make him, but at the same time, don't ignore the fact that your brother here in this league yeah. has gone through all of this because of this virus. And we're just going to go along making these rules that we're not even guaranteed. No, not even, not guaranteed. We know. People are going to break. Yeah. But if you look at somebody like Rudy Gobert, right, who didn't take it serious at all because he thought it was just, you know, a casual thing to where he is now, I'm hoping that people learn lessons from him in terms of how serious to take it and how much it can affect a lot of things. I think people, what was that player from the Rockets who decided that he was going to have himself a good old time and violate the bubble space? But you know what I'm talking about. His name is Hal, Daniel House, right? So I'm really hoping that they learn lessons like this is not a game and fines like, okay, it's cool for certain fines ain't going to hurt LeBron and Chris's pockets. Like certain guys who are in the league who think they can get away with that. You're going to find out quick how much taxes take your money, how much, you know, different fees, managers, all that kind of stuff. When you get these fines piled on because you want to have a good time, throw up one in the club. All right. Okay. You're going to find yourself not at home because it's, I feel like the NBA is very not forgiving with stuff like that sometimes. Like football, I feel like they try, but not basketball. Yeah. I again, I'm not a fan of the rules. I'm not a fan of the plan. I don't I don't think it's a good one. The bubble I was skeptical of, but I was like, okay, let's see. At least and it's it like isolating. Success, yeah. 
because they really isolate. Like you had a wrist thing on, you couldn't just bounce around like you wanted to. It beeped and let people know that you were gonna get caught. That's the thing. This situation, this situation, not a guarantee. These, this situation, people can sneak around and do it. And they're not getting caught to that test shows that they they were doing something they wasn't supposed. So, you know, I'm going to pray. Honestly, I, you, you just prepare your mind for when it gets shut down, and it's not surprising. So that's just about where we're both at with it. Praying for all those involved, from mm-hmm. staff to yeah. you know execs to the players to everybody. Praying for y'all, and I hope that everybody does what they're supposed to do so that they're not endangering others. But yeah. I'm not not optimistic. Sorry. I'm not, I'm not. not holding my breath. That's what I've been saying a lot lately. I'm not holding my breath. I'm genuinely just I, I I've seen coaches in college game literally pull down their mask to yell at refs, and I'm like that kind of defeats the purpose here. So I see that happening in tense basketball games. But we'll have to stay tuned. Well, there you have it. There, there you have it. it. Episode six in, in the books, under the books, in the books, in the books. Look yeah, it. it's in the book. <laughs> Look it. Run it. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, until next time, folks, thank you again for tuning in. Make sure you follow the pod on Instagram, the scoop underscore pod, where we get things going. We're already at 100 followers, and I'm really excited about that. So we're going to get to 200 by the new year. That's our goal. We're going to have a little thing. So if you haven't told your friend to tell their friend to follow us, you're doing yourself a disservice. So until next time. Tell a friend. Tell a friend yes. that knows a friend. Yes, you got a lot of fine friends. Oh, huh? Girl, you lie. I know you lie. <laughs> Ooh, Bye, everyone. Cindy got some, Cindy got some supported friends. Oh, right. oh, I'm going to keep thinking that's what you Until next Bye. time. Bye.